Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. And have a fantastic day this, this morning. Who's ready for the Word of God? Come on, I'm ready to bring it this morning. But just before I do, let's thank the band. You guys are absolutely sensational. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Daniel White, thank you. You are awesome. You know, I, uh, most weeks I have the privilege of working with Dan. He's a fantastic boss. But one of the things I love about him the most is he's passionate. About anything he's doing, he's passionate. And what I actually love is all day long, we start pretty early, finish pretty early. Um, he finishes a little later than I do. He's singing. And he's just excited. He's doing what he's doing, but he's excited about what he's doing. And it kind of carries him through the day. And the funny thing is, it's contagious because it carries me through the day. We're doing, and we're hammering together bits of timber and we're standing up frames and putting up roof trusses. I find myself buoyant because of his singing, because he's excited about what he's doing. I'm more excited than I otherwise would be. Can I encourage you, don't let life steal your song. Sing your way through your day. Sing your way through life. Find joy on the inside that you can let surface through your mouth. Amen. Because I've got to tell you, I don't want to praise on a Sunday and live flat for the rest of the week. Life and life more abundantly isn't a 90-minute window on a Sunday. There's 168 hours in the week that I want to live enlarged. I want to live big. And you know where it says, how great is our God, all the world will see? The world sees how great our God is through your life and through what you represent, through the smile that you have, through the generosity of spirit, through the bigness of who you are, the world sees the goodness of God sees how great our God is. Because the Bible says, let your light so shine. I want to ask you this morning, is your light shining? At the beginning of a brand new year, we've all just had holidays, we've all just got refreshed and fired up and ready for a new year. And I've got to tell you, at the end of last year, I was pretty tired and felt pretty flat. But now I'm, I'm feeling like I'm on fire. I'm ready to go. I want to charge towards everything that 2015 holds for us, for me personally, for us as a family, for us as a church family. But I've got to tell you, the world will see God through you. And I love what St. Francis of Assisi said. He said, when, whenever you can, preach the word of God. Preach the gospel, preach it whenever opportunity presents itself and where necessary, use words. In other words, let your life speak the volumes of the goodness of God. And what is the goodness of God? What is the good news of the gospel? Jesus Christ is alive and he's forgiven your sins. Just like Justin, great, great communion message this morning. Your sins have been forgiven. There's a line that's been drawn in the sand. You can forget the past and move towards the future, which is a a good future and full of hope and joy and vision and blessing because of me. I want people to see Jesus in me just when I walk down the street. I want people to go, there's something different. And I I want them to say, there's something different about you. Amen? Fantastic. So like I was saying, I believe that 2015 is going to be a year to remember for all the right reasons. And we, we all have years to remember. Sometimes it's, it's for good reasons. We, we have a baby, business is doing well. There's good reasons and we, and we can remember it clearly. 1975, you know, what, or 2010, we can remember it clearly. Sometimes there's years to remember for, for bad reasons. You know, I, 2014 was a pretty tough year for me. It was a fantastic year and a tough year all in one. Noah, our boy, is born on the 3rd of January. And on the 3rd of January, we took him to a water park, the Coolum Water Park. What is it called? Yeah, that's right. And five minutes in, 
I get, I get hit in the head by a bucket that's flown. It cracks my head open. Uh, there's blood everywhere. I'm taken away in an ambulance in a neck brace. They thought I'd fractured my skull, and I ended up with seven stitches in my head. We kind of walk through the course of the year, and my dad has a massive heart attack, you know, close to dying. A few weeks later, he gets double pneumonia of the lungs, falls over, breaks his back. A few weeks later, I had to have my wrist reconstructed. It was just a year to remember, but for kind of for all the wrong reasons. Uh, in the midst of that was great stuff that happened. We saw some breakthrough and some God moments in our lives. But it, I remember that year, and I kind of marked the date of, I'm happy to be in a new year. I'm happy to be in 2015. Some years, though, uh, are just blah years. They're non-event years. They just, from beginning to end, they, you just drift through them, and January starts, now we're in December. Okay, that was a year. I truly believe on the inside of me that 2015 is a year that's going to be remembered in, in the life of this church and in your life. I believe God wants to go before you and make things happen that you haven't seen happen before. He wants you to experience, like I was saying a second ago, miracles, signs, wonders. The, the, the thing is, the unfair advantage that we hold in life is the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, and I've got to tell you again, I am glad we serve a God that is alive. Of all the billions that have walked this planet, that have all died and are now perished in the ground, our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the only one that has risen again eternally. The only one that is seated at the, at the right hand of the heavenly Father. The only one that says, I'm going to empower you to live a full and great life. I am glad we serve that God. Can we give him a hand this morning? I'm glad he's leading us into 2015. Um, I want you to think through dreams and goals and things that you want to achieve at the beginning of a year. There's no better time than at the beginning of a year to, to let surface in your mind the dreams and the goals that you have in your heart. Perhaps things that you've pushed down and, and you've just held back from for, for many years. You know, has anybody made any New Year's resolutions? Yeah, Matty has. Anybody else? Written some down, some dreams and goals for 2015, things you want to see happen? I don't want to get negative here, but Forbes magazine has done a whole lot of study and surveys show that only 8% of people complete their New Year's resolutions. So we've got to get beyond the resolution that we make so that we can fulfill. Because what's that saying is, of the, of the dreams, desires, and goals that you have for this year, 92% of them aren't going to come to pass unless we get purposed, passionate, committed, and walk them through to completion. Amen. We, so, so it's good to have a dream, it's good to have a vision, but we have to do something with the dream and vision for it to become a reality in our world. And I was thinking through this, imagine if Noah stopped building the ark. Because it took 120 years to be, imagine if he didn't get, you know, you know what, this, this is ridiculous. Humanity would have been wiped out, the plan of God wouldn't have continued. Imagine if Moses turned back and, you know, when the people were complaining and just entered back into Egypt a place of slavery and where they were dominated. Imagine if he just hadn't have, you know what, this is ridiculous. These people are complaining, they're annoying. I'm trying to set them, you know, take them to where God's taking them to. This is ridiculous. Imagine if Mary had said no to the angel of the Lord. Hey, sounds cool, but no, not for me. That's, that's a nice idea. Now, God would have found somebody else, but imagine she had said no. Just a thought. Imagine if Jesus decided not to go to the cross. This is a year where we're going to see things come to completion. This is a year where we're going to set some goals. We're going to dream some dreams. We're going to see some visions. And then we're going to walk towards them doggedly with a determination in our spirit. Nothing is going to stop us. Now, do you know what? I don't want to be a lazy church. 
I don't, want to, I don't want to live in a place of grace where God is going to do everything for me and he's going to give everything to me. You know what? We can partner with God to see these things come to pass. We can fast track God's plans and purposes for our life by stepping into them by faith enthusiastically and going, come on, God, what adventure do you have for me today? What are we going to do today? Let's do this thing. You know, every day that we wake up, we had a great leaders meeting this week. I said to the guys, before your feet hit the ground, you pivot in bed and your feet hit the ground, say, welcome, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's a brand new day. What adventure have we got today? What are we doing together? Where are we going? Where are you leading me? I, I don't want to just do life in and of myself. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit, and I want to adventure with Him every day. Amen? And Melissa shared this scripture last week. But in Isaiah 43, verse 19, it says, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. It's a brand new year. It's a year of excitement. And, and Melissa shared, like, it doesn't matter what the last few years may have been like, it's a brand new year. Draw a line in the sand. Let's get excited about what is going to happen in 2015. Amen? I'm excited. I'm excited that I'm out of last year and I'm excited that I'm in a brand new year where I can run a race and I can get to the end of it and I can go, you know what? I gave it everything that I had. I accomplished a whole lot of things. And we've got some cool dreams this year. We're building a house. And you know, I'd be pretty ticked if the builder stops halfway through. You know what? I, 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 we've got, we're going to have a full house. It's going to have a roof. It's going to have walls. It's going to have a front door. There'll be a bathroom. There'll be toys. It will be completed. But that's a dream of ours. And it's a, a dream that we've had for some time. Of we've, we've thought it through. We've designed it. We've planned it. We've got detailed around it. But it's going to happen. But imagine it didn't. Imagine it stopped halfway through. You know, but we could be the same in our lives with our plans and our purpose, the things that we're excited about, the things that we've planned towards. We go, a little hard. God is wanting to do a new thing in your world this year. And if we can get in sync with his plans and purposes for our life, we will see them come to pass in his timing. So the scripture I have for you this morning, is this all right? Come on. I love it. First Kings chapter nine, starting in verse one, it says, so Solomon finished building the temple of the Lord as well as the royal palace. He completed everything he planned to do. I love that. So Solomon finished building the temple of the Lord as well as the royal palace. He completed everything he had planned to do. Then the Lord appeared to him a second time. Isn't that funny that the Lord appeared to him a second time when he had completed all that he began? See, God appeared to Solomon initially and, and it was in a dream. And he said, what do you want? Tell me whatever you want and I'll give it to you. He says, Lord, I want wisdom to lead your people. He says, because you didn't ask me for riches and gold and the heads of your enemies, I will give you what you've asked for, but I will also add to you all these things. There'll be none like you. There'll be no king before you, no king after you. But the Lord appeared to him a second time as he had done before at Gibeon. The Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your petition. I have set this temple apart to be holy. This place you have built with my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. As for you, I will, if you will follow me with integrity and godliness, as David your father did, obeying all my commands, decrees, and regulations, then I will establish the throne of your dynasty over Israel forever. For I have made this promise to your father David, one of your descendants will always sit on the throne of Israel. He completed all that he had begun to do. He, he, he saw it through to completion. And the temple wasn't a small event. Let me, let me describe for you the temple. The temple was a place set apart for the glory of God. 
to show of his majesty and his grandeur and to honor him in a way fitting. The temple was 90 feet wide, sorry, 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, 45 feet high. It was a lot smaller than this building. But let me explain and, and outline the, the, um, the temple to you. It was gold overlaid, the entire thing. It was made with precious stones and, and all jewels that could be sourced at the time. There was floor paneling and cedar. It was just, it was breathtaking. The cost of the temple in today's terms was half a billion dollars. A, a building much smaller than this. This building may have cost $3 million with it, half a billion dollars. David, from his own treasury, committed over $55 million in today's terms towards the building of the temple. As I said, it was breathtaking. It was for God's glory and God's honor. You know, the materials used were gold, silver, bronze, all manner of precious stones, rare and valuable timbers, and kings and queens that visited were breathtaking. They were breathtaking. They, they, you know, the queen of Sheba came and visited the temple and, and visited Solomon and said, all that I have heard of you does not explain in half the majesty of what I am experiencing. And she brought offerings of millions of dollars towards the temple just because she was so taken by it. The only reason Solomon was able to build this was because he had a plan. You know, the, 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 the workforce, the labor force to build this temple and see it through to completion was 153,000 in forced labor. 153,000 men working for close to a 20-year period to build the temple and house of the Lord, to, to house his majesty. It was an unbelievable project that took a long time and focus, and the only way he could do it was because he had a plan. And he stuck to the plan, and he was committed to it. And, you know, I worked, I worked you know, with Dan on building sites. And, and I was thinking the other day, imagine we turned up without a plan. There's all these different trades. There's plumbers, there's electricians, there's roofers, there's, there's carpenters. There's, imagine we turned out and there was no plan. What the end product, see, the, the owner would know what they wanted. They'd have an idea in their head of where they wanted the front door, where they wanted the garage to be. But if we just got on site and had no plan and decided to build something, the house would look like whatever we intended it to look like. The plumber would put his pipe somewhere. The electrician would run. Well, there should, probably should be a PowerPoint here and one here and one here. It wouldn't be the outcome or the desire of, of the owner, but we would build what we wanted to build. You know, our lives without a plan look like a mishmash of intentions and emotions and reactions. And they're not what God has planned, but they're what we feel at the moment. What I react to that has happened to me. And... I love it that it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Can I encourage you here this morning? God has plans for your life and they're good. He, he, he's a good God. He's a loving God. He's gracious. And he has thought through your 2015. And your 2015 reflects his favor of your life. He wants you to succeed. He wants things to happen in your world that you find joy in, that you find excitement in, that you can look at and go, you know what, I am, I am pumped for this. I want to be pumped every day of my life. I don't want to be flat. 
that sucks. I want to be pumped and on fire and enjoying my world. If you're not enjoying your world, can I encourage you to fall more, more in love with Jesus? Look him square in the eyes and, and say, God, what's your plan for my life? Because I'm telling you, you can't be unexcited. You can't be flat. You can't be demotivated when you're looking to him and he's, he's telling you what he has. Amen. You know, I decided a, a few weeks ago, I'm just going to get active and busy in 2015. I'm going to do a whole lot more stuff. And last year, I probably surfed six times in the whole year. And, and I was the designated cameraman for Noah throughout most of the year. But I probably surfed six times in the year. I surfed four times last week. And I am pumped. I am, what, what is it that you're not doing that you should be doing because it relaxes you? And, and you feel good when you do it and you, you clears your head. What is it that you're not doing? Start doing it. Start doing something. Step out and, anyway, that's later in the message, but have some fun. 2015, let, let it, let's make it a year of fun where we laugh a whole lot, where we laugh at ourselves, we laugh with others, that we laugh at God's goodness and we just enjoy every day. Being a Christian isn't a punishment. You're not being punished for, for making a decision for Jesus Christ. God says, come on, let's do this thing together. Let's walk this thing out and let's just have a blast along the way. I love hanging out with Luke Holcomb. I feel good when I, feel with, when I hang out with Luke Holcomb. He, I, I love hanging out with Justin Malarca. You can't stop laughing. There's not a whole lot of sense that comes out of his mouth, but it's fun. He just says what he says, and it's quick, and it's witty, and it's... Let's, let's enjoy the life we've been given, because it is a gift given by God. Amen? You know, and it's, it's easy to start something new and to get excited about that, that project, that resolution, that diet, that bank account. Can I say, do something. Do something with the resolution you have. Get resolute in your resolutions. I am going to do this thing. I am going to... You know, when we, we bring through an Elka, Elka Whalen, two-time Olympian, her husband, four-time Olympian, the only reason she made it to the Olympics was she got resolute about the fact that I want to be the best in the world. You know, she'll tell her story when she gets here. She would get up every morning at 3 a.m. and go and swim for kilometers. She'd go and do whatever she did in the day. And then at the end of the day, she'd go and swim for kilometers. And then she'd go training. And then she'd go to training camps. And then she had a coach. And, then she, and she just decided, you know, do you know why most others don't achieve what people like this achieve? Because they just give up midway through. They don't get resolute in their resolutions. But, you know, God is saying, I am for you, not against you. I'm with you. I'll never leave you. Nor If you will walk this journey, I'll walk it with you. And I will, I will cause you to get to the end where you succeed. Amen? Okay, so it's easy to start a thing. It's another thing to finish. So this morning I want to look at what does it take to achieve anything of significant in life? What does it take? What do we have to do? What can we do? And the good thing is there's certain things we can do. Amen? So the first thing, sit down and dream. Let your, let your mind go to places that you've, you've only dreamt of. Sit down and dream think, what do I want my 2015 to look like? What, what, do, what do I want to have achieved? What do I want to have got rid of? What do I want to have expanded in and enlarged in? Sit down and dream. It's the, you know, Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Dream. There may have been years that have gone by that were blah years where you, you literally didn't get out of first gear. You didn't, you didn't allow yourself to dream. And dreaming is one of the most powerful things because it paints a picture of what is possible. 
because all things are possible to those who believe. With the Lord, nothing will be impossible. It may seem impossible in your current circumstance. It may seem impossible because of the family you've come from. Nobody else may have ever achieved the very things that you're dreaming of in your family, your friends, whoever it may be. God says it's possible. Just dream and then bring those dreams. I love what Melissa said. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to ask. Seek, knock. James says you have not. James 4 and 2. You have not because you ask not. I believe you've got to dream before you can ask. You've got to see before anything can become a reality in your world. And I encourage you, the beginning of 2015, take some time. Take some time out for yourself to sit down and dream. You know, it says in Malachi, it says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. Your young men will dream dreams. Your old men will see visions. God wants you to dream and he wants you to dream big. You know, when we dream big and we expect big of God, it shows him who we believe he is. You know, in Ephesians where it says to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. He wants you to dream big and then he's going to go big. God God moves proportionately to our our faith in his ability to, to do so. Let's dream, church. Let, I'm telling you, I see this hall full. And not just on combined services, not just, I, I see, see, you know, and we're going to bring all this stuff to you on Vision Sunday. I see our connect groups expanding. I see people entering into the church, people entering into salvation, you know, just filled with joy and this house filled because that's God's desire. We don't exist for us. We exist for the community we find ourselves in, to be a blessing, to be generous, to meet needs, heal hurts, and bring joy to our community. Amen. Come on. Second thing is this. Write those dreams down. Dream and then write them down. When you've written something down, you can hold yourself accountable to it. There are so many times where I dream a dream and I don't do anything with it. I don't write it down. I'll do it tomorrow. You're laying there at bed at night and you have a thought. You go, oh, I'm going to write that down. in the That's a good thought. Christian, you don't have many, but that is a good thought. And I'm like, fantastic. I'm going to write it down. In the morning, nothing. I've got nothing. I'm sitting there going, okay, what was that thought again? It was really good. What was that? I've got nothing. So I've just learned. I, I, my phone sits next to me at night and I just write it down. Bang. It's in, it's in notes. I've got it in the morning. I can act on it. When you set your goals, get that vision, write it down and hold yourself accountable to it. If you need to, print it out and stick it up on your wall. Send it to a friend. Hey, this is what I'm dreaming for in 2015. This is what I'm going to achieve. This is what I'm going to do. You know, Matty Dancewan is an absolute legend. I love hanging out with him because he inspires me to be a bigger and better person. And we've been surfing this week and walking the track out to Tea Tree Bay. And he's telling me, that, oh, you know, God spoke to me and I'm going to do this this year. The cool thing is, I know he'll do it. And the other thing is, I can hold him accountable to it. Come July, I can say, Matty, what have you done with the dream that God put in your heart? What, you, you told me you were going to do this. How is it going? And you know what? I know it'll be done by then. I know it will already be in action. But what I, who's in your world that you can submit things to and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do? Excitedly, so they can be your biggest cheerleader. They can push you on and encourage you to achieve all that God has for you this year. Habakkuk 2, verse 2 says this, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Do you know, I believe we're energized by the visions we write down. You may not have energy to achieve the very thing you're dreaming of right now, but when you write that thing down and when you read it through and when you go over it again and when you look at it, you are going to find the energy on the inside to achieve it. It is going to be the very thing, the catalyst that pushes you forward towards achieving your, your goals and visions this year. You know, it says in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, this is the Amplified, 
the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. Without a vision, the people perish. Without a vision this year, you're going to have a blah year. We're in January, we're going to get to December, and it's going to be a non-event. You paid your bills, you, you worked hard, you went to bed, you did it all again. It was, the, you know, round and round that rat wheel, and you're going to get, and go, what was that all about? Your life is more than a rat wheel where you were spinning. God wants you to drop the, cut, the clutch, go to second gear, drop the clutch, go to third year, drop the clutch, let's go to fourth year, let's, let's hammer through 2015. Let's get further than we've ever been before. Let's achieve more together, collectively, individually. Let's grow. And you know, I was sharing this week at our leaders meeting from Isaiah 54, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. Get bigger. My desire is that you would get bigger, that you would grow. Don't stay where you are. Don't get stuck in, in a rut. Don't get stuck in a rhythm. Let's go forward in 2015. Let's, let's find some excitement and some joy in our world that can carry us through this whole year. Amen? Fantastic. Whew, I better have a drink of water, please, sweetheart. Is this helping anybody this morning? I'm trying hard. It's hot. Do you know what I'm believing for in 2015? A building with air conditioning. If anybody wants to believe for anything, let's just believe for a building with air conditioning. Nothing's impossible, Lukey. I reckon we're going to go there. And we're going to have some fun doing it. Fantastic. The third thing is this. Set achievable goals to be able to reach these dreams. Look to the end of what you want to achieve and work backwards. And set achievable goals. Be realistic. Can I tell you, if you want to get healthy, you want to lose 30 kilos... Don't think, I'm going to lose 30 kilos. Think, I'm going to lose five. And when you've lost those five, I'm going to lose another five. When you've lost those five, I'm going to lose another five. Keep working your way through until you drop the 30 kilos and hit your optimum weight. Set achievable goals. Just, just do something. You know, there's a saying that how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Just start biting. Whatever it is that you want to achieve, just take a bite. Do something. Just, just start. Just get, us, get established. Um, Luke one thirty seven says, uh, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. What that means basically is, nothing is impossible with God. <laughs> nothing. There is nothing that you can't achieve, that you can't do, that you can't overcome with God. God just has to be part of the equation. Do you have God central in the equation, in, in what you're stepping out to do, in the goals that you're setting, in the visions that you have, is God at the center of it? Or is it just your own desires? It's your own dreams. It's what you want for you. Because I want to live so much bigger than me, because me is not a whole lot, but God is awesome. And what God brings into our world and into our influence and into our, you know, it's like liturgical dance this morning, is so much bigger than what I could ever want anyway. And the things he brings into my world fulfill me far greater than the things I want for myself. Number four I'd say is this, start moving. Start moving. Do anything you have to do to get momentum in your world. Momentum is sacred. Forward movement in life is sacred and the devil will oppose you on every front. Start moving. Put one foot in front of the other. Take that bite and then start moving. Do something. You want to you write a book, just, just find the, the best bio, um, book writing program you can and download it to your computer. You want to lose some weight, just Google diets. You, and start, go for a run. Just go, you know what, I'm going to... You want to get, get fit and healthy, just, just 
do something. Go and buy a pair of shoes. Do something. You want to have an extension on the house? Just paint a wall. Do something that will motivate you to continue. You know, Zig Ziglar says this, vision without action is a daydream. Vision without action is just a daydream. We're dreaming if we think our dreams and visions are going to come to pass if we do nothing with the very vision and dream that has been placed in our heart. We have to start moving. You know, what can you do? And it will come to you straight. What, what is the very thing, the thing that dearest to you, closest to your heart, that you want to achieve, that you want to see happen in a relationship, in, in a bank account? In a, what, do you know what? If you want to get out of debt this year, go and buy a money box and just start putting money in it. And at the end of the year, use that money to pay back against your debt or cut your credit card up. Do whatever you need to just start moving. Amen? Fifth thing I'd say is this. Get some grit and determination. Stay committed to the journey. If you're going to start a journey, see it through to completion. If you're going to start something, just go, you know what? At the end of this year, come hell or high water, I will achieve this. I will do this. I will be different because I've, I've set my heart and committed my way to, to seeing this thing come to pass. In Psalm 84, verse 5, it says, Bless the man, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, a place of death, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage, on journeying, on walking out a path and continuing with it. And what I love about this, it says, as they pass through, you're going to pass through many valleys this year. You're going to pass through many challenges this year. But places of death and places of limitation and places that have held you back in the, in the past, as you pass through them in Him, in His strength and His vision for your life, you're going to turn those things from, from places of death to places of life, where there's a spring and a flow and a, and a God element in your world. Can I, can, I believe that God moves as we move. God's flow comes as we step out, as we, we take a chance, as we start a thing, as we get some momentum and press forward, God comes up and backs us in all we do. And you know, the thing that excites me is God and I are the majority, not a minority. When he says I can do a thing, it's done. I just have to step it out. I just have to walk it out. I just have to go towards the thing that he's already told me will happen. And like it was shared earlier in the service, the promises of God are yes and amen for your life. So if God has spoken a word into your life and there's scripture to back that very promise up, nothing can stop it happening. There is nothing that can stop the things of God coming to pass in your life. And I love what it says in Hebrews. I think it's 10, chapter 10, verse 42. It says, we're not of those that shrink back under destruction. We're of those that press forward under salvation. I want this to be a year where we press forward as a church, where we, we put our hand to the will, we, we commit to the journey, and we press forward in God, knowing that he's sustaining us, knowing that he's empowering us, knowing that he's carrying us forward to the very thing he's called us to. Amen? You know, I was thinking this morning that overnight success is never overnight success. Nobody succeeds overnight. You know, you may win a lotto, but that's not success. Anybody that succeeds, anybody that attains anything, anybody that builds anything and comes through victoriously, it took time. It took planning. It took commitment. It took stepping out and it took determination to see it through to the very end. I want, I want us to do that this year. The last thing is this. Number six, don't give in. Don't give in. Winston Churchill said, never, never, never give in. Don't give in. This year, don't give in. Don't give up. Don't let go. 
Storms may come. Strap yourself to the wheel and say, I'm going through. I'm going to come out to the other side. I'm going to, I'm going to break this thing. I'm going to have victory. I'm going to grow myself. And uh, Maddie and I were talking this week, and those that succeed aren't necessarily the most talented or have the greatest ability. They just keep going. They don't give in. They just keep plotting. And, I, I, you know, in thinking through this, I was thinking through the story of the hare and the tortoise. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. And you will get to the end. You will realize your goals and your dreams. You'll reach those God outcomes for your life, and it will be exciting. Amen? I was thinking through this. If you want to see God outcomes in your life, you need to have God focus in your actions. If you want God outcomes, God results, look towards Him. It says in Proverbs 16, verse 3, Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Lozzie, can I just get the band back, please? Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Benny, did you have those three simple rules in life? Will they pop up? or No good? No good? Let me read them out to you. Three simple rules in life. If you do not go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you do not ask, the answer will always be no. If you do not step forward, you will always be in the same place. Can I encourage you this year? Go, ask, and step forward. Go, ask, and step forward. You know, if I, if I look across the people that I know, if I look across people that have succeeded, the happiest people don't have the best of everything, but they make the most of everything. What you have is what you need for right now. As a church, as couples, as individuals, as church, let's get happy with what we have so God can add to that and take us where he wants us to go. Amen? And let me leave this with you. Let's, let's let 2015 be an excuse-free year, a complaining-free year. Actually, let me just add to that. Do you know an excuse? The definition of excuse is an invalid reason for a neglect of duty. An excuse is just an invalid reason for a neglect of duty. You can do it. You can achieve it. You can be it. You can have it. We just need to get rid of excuses, get rid of complaining. Let's live to our full capacity and our full potential because our God is able. Our God is great. He is glorious. He's wonderful. And he's empowered us to live a victory-filled life. Amen? Come on, let's put our hands together this morning. Let me just pray over you. Let's close our eyes. Father, I thank you for everybody that sits before me this morning. God, I thank you that you have called them to live in victory. Your word says that it's you that gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that dreams and visions would be dropping upon people's hearts right now. That God, impossibilities would, be, would seem possible because you are part of the equation. Father, I pray that heaven would open over every single person's world. That God, you would reach down and touch every heart, every mind, every body this morning. Knowing, God, that we can do and achieve and be all that you've called us to. And that we can... Live 2015 through to completion in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. You know, just while every head's bowed, I just want to ask this question this morning. The greatest year of completion would be a year lived with Christ in relationship with Him. You may be here this morning and you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life. Maybe that's the thing that you need to do this year to for it not to be a blah year, not to be a bad year, to be that year that you've always dreamt of. If you're here this morning, you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, you've never entered into a relationship with Him, while every head's bowed, every eye's closed, can I just ask you to raise your hand this morning? I don't want to embarrass you. I just want to pray a really simple prayer with you. 
just says, Jesus, come into my life. If that's you, just lift your hand this morning. Say, yeah, that's me. I want to enter into a relationship with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, you are good. You are good all the time. We love you. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And everybody said, come on, let's put our hands together one more time this morning. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.